Hello listeners, welcome to First Thoughts, where we each bring a topic to, topic to talk about. I'm going to start that one again. Start again. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> <laughs> Hello listeners, I've had too much vodka. Uh, welcome to First Thoughts, where we each bring a topic to talk about, but first make our co-host try to guess what our topic is about with just a name or a phrase. I'm Mike, and I'm your host today, and alongside me I have Jensen and Josh. How are you both? Exceptional, my friend. More I'm sober than you, by the sounds of it. a small amount. Uh, just a small tipple, have you? Yeah. I'm Let's see the bottle, Mike. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've joined the tipple train. I've opened uh, a nice oh, lager that I'll be enjoying. I don't think I'll be... I'm not quite on it as Mike is, though. No, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm really on it. I've, I've, I've got a brew. What's wrong with me? <laughs> you didn't get the memo. No. Oh, what a oh, shame. That's funny. But yeah, how are you, Mike? Uh, Other than... Well, yeah, I'm great. I'm a bit dazed. <laughs> I'm lit. <laughs> a little bit drunk, and I've only had the equivalent of, like, what, three or four shots? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, anyway, <laughs> shall we get into it? Let's or go you want to tell me what you've been doing? Let's uh, let's let's get into it. Shall I shall I keep an eye on time, Mike? Yes, if you could, that would be great. <laughs> okay, I'll start the timer now. <laughs> okay, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants yeah, to go first? You! Should we have, <laughs> should yeah, we have mine you. before I get too drunk? Yeah, go on. <laughs> All right, then. Um, do either of you know anything about pellicle mirrors? Oh. Pellicle. on pellicle mirrors. Yeah. What is a pellicle mirror? Hmm. Wow. Okay, right. I'm thinking... Is a is a shiny, you know, reflective mirror too literal? So I'm I'm wondering Ooh. if it's something different, like some kind of sound mirror. No. Okay. Is is a a, a reflective surface too literal, Mike? As as Jensen said. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, you fools! <laughs> uh, nope. Yes. Uh, well, the the thing about it is that it's it's not as reflective as it can it should be from a, a mirror. Is it the opposite? Does it absorb? Is it like your the black is black? No. Um, nope. Okay. Oh. I, I I can't give you any clues on this because. Once you get it, you you get it, you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm thinking, right, you know you get, like, the infinite reflections one. Um, Mm -hmm. You know those mirrors that are, like, two mirrors, and it's, like, an infinite... You know know what I'm talking about? It's like a black hole, infinite reflections. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the infinite reflections thing. I don't think it does that. Okay. What I think it might be I could be wrong. I think it's a mirror which may only reflect light of a certain wavelength, potentially. Oh, very close. You're very close. So I don't know if you like you maybe look into this mirror and you can always see certain colours being reflected or that is one. Uh, what's the word? Use for it. Oh, cool. so can it be used to like filter certain colours, like a prism, for example? Yes, it can be in. It can be used in place of a prism, which oh, much lighter. Smashing this. <laughs> but that's not. Oh. That's not the use case that I've I've picked it for. Okay. So you, 
you, you've got one use case, which is for... Oh, I'll tell you later. Yep. <laughs> um, but let's see if you can get what, I'm, uh, what, I, what I got it for. Can you repeat the name, if that's okay, please? Pellicle. Pellicle, nice. Yeah, so the, the word pellicle um, comes from a medical term, I think. Pelly. Pelly. Hmm. Pel. Is it, is it something to do with, like, rotation, maybe? Um, no. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just choke on your vodka. Just choke on your That's an obscene suggestion. Right. I, uh, I'll be honest, <laughs> I, I lost focus for 30 seconds because I was setting up an absolute fire hazard of a light diffuser, um, nice. which I'll send you a picture of later. Um, if I survive the podcast without bursting into flames, it's a win. <laughs> um, okay. So, I hope you don't. Any I'll thoughts try, on I'll try not any to. thoughts on a mirror which might reflect certain wavelengths or colours, gentlemen? I mean, I was thinking about for... I was thinking about um, you know, like shutters, uh, shutter releases in cameras and things like that, and use a mirror. But I was actually thinking about you can get um, cameras specifically for capturing infrared images, can't mm. you? And they have a specific sensor, or they have a yeah a, a part of the layer taken off the sensor. So I was thinking more along those lines, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's not to do with the mirror, but the actual like sensor. sensor. Right. Okay. So, um, do you give up? Shall I tell you? Whoa. Oh, okay, uh, okay, go. Okay, let's, let's. <laughs> 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 All right. Come right, on. <laughs> do some more guessing then. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want some of that vodka, Mike. <laughs> so, <laughs> reflecting. So it's apparently quite strong. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I'm I'm now wondering: is it more possibly to do with? Now you said wavelengths. Are we talking light or electromagnetic? Spectrum. Radiation. <clears throat> we are talking like this was available okay. in consumer cameras. Um, and it was put there for a reason. <gasps> Mike. Yes. Is this what you were mentioning about a while ago when we went for a walk? You talked about maybe, um, was it something to do with the shutter speed? Or hmm. uh, long exposures? Or... <gasps> oh, go on, Jensen. Go on, Jensen. Is it not inside the body? But inside the lens, no, it's oh. uh, it's oh a, the it's... autofocus. Was this the autofocus? No, 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 no. We're both getting so excited. <laughs> so uh, this is um, it's in an SLR camera, right? But they were trying to do something that it couldn't previously do or achieve. Okay, and I can tell you when it was created. Uh, in uh, 1965, it was created in 1965, but it was used in 1984. Oh no, I'm, sorry, 72. I mean, the 72 Olympic Games it was used. Oh wow! Is this so visible light spectrum? Yep. Okay. I'm thinking of nighttime photography here. Yeah. No. Okay. Right. Okay. No. no. So we're at the Olympic Games. What would you require from a camera at the Olympic Games? Well, Light. I mean, recording. No, uh, stills cameras. 
I'm talking oh, okay, about. So. Oh, stills, yeah, so we're not, like, mm-hmm. slow-mo and stuff. Stills camera, well, you need a quick shutter speed, so you there need... There we go. So you need quick shutter speed, which means you might need... Well, you need faster film, or you nope. need more light to come in. We're talking about the or... mirror, Jensen. I know, I know, right. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying <laughs> to piecing <laughs> together the camera in my head, and I'm like... Okay, let, okay, me, let me explain. Okay. Let me explain how, a, how an SLR works. So... The, the benefit of having an SLR camera over any other kind of camera is the speed at which the, the, you can take a picture. You are looking through the lens mm. and a mirror is, uh, direct, is going, it, it's angled so that you can see through a prism into the mirror and through your lens, which allows oh. you to get the exact image that your camera is going to take. Like, that's As a problem with, the, yeah, the reverse, with designing right. a camera. The problem with with that is that you're limited to how. So when you take a picture, that li- that mirror slaps up, and uh, you can't see. Obscures anything. your vision for a second, doesn't it? For a second. Well, when, for a moment, isn't it? Yeah. While while that mirror slaps up, you are then able to expose the film. Mm. Yeah. So. But this allows me you take to you see. back to a pellicle mirror. It does allow you to see. How does it do it? So it's almost like, um, you know, you get in interview rooms where there seems to be like a mirrored glass and you can see through one way, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I looked into this so... I couldn't figure out whether it was actually that or that right. or, or not because that's, that's one way glass, yeah. isn't it? I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'm just going to give it you now. So a, pel- a, pelic- <laughs> a pellicle mirror, it was designed to not move like that is fi- in a fixed position. Right. And it is semi-translucent, so it allows some light to travel through the mirror into the film. Cool. And then it allows some of the light to travel up into the prism and into the viewfinder. This never really took off um, because of... Um, so be- because it, it is, you know, your light is traveling through some glass, it is losing... Yeah. Um, it is losing light. Yeah. Uh, ah, so you not require as much exposure, exposure, yeah. By, yeah. you need a you need a faster film speed yeah. to you know get the same um, amount of light hitting your film so that is obviously an issue however it allowed you to get 14 frames per second out of um, a film a, camera. an SLR a film camera in 1984 the, wow. uh, oh, the, the Canon F1 and they really, re- they haven't really um, made it faster than that. The the Canon One DX um, can do about sixteen frames per second, but that is with an, an articulating mirror. Like, um, yeah. Whereas this one was in a fixed position, and it was just the uh, shutter curtain that was actually taking the um, taking the frames. Uh, so there you go. It was a um, it was a revelation at the time, but it didn't really work out because. Um, of the the negative effects of having that mirror in place, but still oh. really cool. And there are different uses for it, like you said, Josh, with the um, the motion picture cameras. So was um, this something developed by Canon, Mike, or was this something that you know was I think developed it's some... for another purpose, but then incorporated into their cameras? The first like... use for it was in 1938, and it was um, it was for color separation. Because um, uh, photography before that time, um, right. 
they used um, different filters with black and white film to get colour. Right. Right. That's pretty cool. But I'll next? talk about that another time. That is cool. That is cool. That is really cool, actually. Cause I didn't. I didn't you know might want to put the lid on that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Who's next? Like thirsty. Yeah, yeah. That... And it's just feeding it. Oh, feeding yeah, it's the me, beast. It's it feeding the beast. I've not been drunk in so long. Uh, <laughs> let us go to Josh next. Josh, All right, Josh, go let on, us mate. pray. What is your uh, <laughs> what is your topic? <laughs> um. My topic this week, for which I would like your first thoughts, is something called a mummy chug. Can you spell that? What was that yes. last word? Mummy chug. It's M-U-M-M-I-C-H-O-G. Mummy chug. Oh, wow. Mummy chug. I almost mm. got that right. Apart from the <laughs> and the I. Uh, right. <laughs> Go on, Mike. <laughs> my first thought is that that is a um like some sort of dog breed oh that's wow. a that's a wow nice uh, it's not <laughs> it's not but that, that, <laughs> that is a good first thought to be fair uh jensen any advances on a dog breed i mean i thought at first i thought mummy as in you know yeah egyptian yeah. mummy um which were not and and i thought of like you know like a a choker for some reason, but those <laughs> Just... two don't. Those two don't go together. Um, so, an actual first thought that's not oh. those things. Um, mummy jog. Mm. A cocktail. Oh, it does sound cocktail-esque. I wonder it? if it's a cocktail. I think that's a little bit low brow for you, though, Josh. Going for oh, a cocktail. You? I don't know. Uh, I've I've come to expect a level of sophisticate from your topics oh, well. um, of which I would not necessarily put a cocktail in maybe I'm too predictable but, but maybe you're throwing me off curveball here So uh, it, it's not a cocktail unfortunately um, I'll tell you what the name mummy chug means which probably won't give you any hint um, and it's a narragan set which is a, a language I'm not familiar with Narragan set term, which means going in crowds. Going what, mummy chug. Mummy chug means going in crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's that language from? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, as I say, I'm not too familiar with. Um, is it what still spoke? a Narragan set? Nope. Is oh, it's an Indian tribe of Rhode Island um, in the United States. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. And it means going in what, sorry? Going in crowds. Crowds. And this isn't mm -hmm. anything to do with Native Americans necessarily? No. Right. It, oh. It's not. Um, I will give you... See, any hint I give you kind of gives it away a little bit. So, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you what it is, and I'll, I want you to maybe speculate okay. as to why I'm interested in it and what's cool <laughs> okay. about it. Okay. All right. Uh, so it's it's what uh, it's known as one one of the toughest animals alive. Okay. So so you've got water bears, haven't you? You know what water bears are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tardigrades, yeah. Yeah, tardigrades, which could like you know survive nuclear blasts, for example, when freezing. Um, then there's cockroaches, which can also survive like nuclear blasts and stuff like this. Um, this is also 
kind of bracketed as being one of the toughest animals in the world, but it's not quite as, what's the word? Badass, can I say that? <laughs> it's, it's not quite as, it's not quite as cool as like, you know, that, but it's, it's pretty cool. So that makes me think immediately of cockroaches because they're unkillable. Mm. <laughs> uh, so it's actually, it's actually a type of fish. A fish, really? Mm. Type. I mean, going in crowds refers to like it, it shoals basically. Um, oh, but this okay. this fish is really cool. Uh, and and in in Rhode Island. So its distribution is kind of United States, Canada area. Um, is it a fish or a crustacean? It's a fish. Oh, and we're trying to figure and out how how is it so tough? Why is it so tough? Uh, not necessarily, okay. uh, just maybe like some facts about it. Uh, <laughs> so it did so, it did something it really cool in, <laughs> it did something really cool in 1973. <laughs> <laughs> That's so niche. <laughs> um, is it is it salmon? Is it salmon? Yeah. What do you, what do you mean is is this fish salmon? Yeah, do we know <laughs> is what it is? Is it a salmon? What's the no. English w- word? Uh, well, it's got it's got loads of different translations. Um, okay. Let me just get up some of the English names for you. Uh, but salmon is not one. It's uh, it's a small killifish, basically, uh, known as a mummy, a mud minnow, a gudgeon, or yeah, the Atlantic killifish. Um, and it did something cool in 1973. Yeah, so in 19... <laughs> in 1973... Ever since then, it's been boring as... <laughs> <laughs> okay, in 1973, it was the first fish in space, which was, like, absolutely... What? Insane. How? Um, how? It learned how to how swim... How did it get there? <laughs> it learned how to swim in zero gravity. Right. Which is, Mad. like, mind Did it struggle, like, at first, was it a... Was it a challenge for it to swim in zero gravity? Well, obviously, zero gravity what? is like non-directional, like so you can what's so, up so, is down and what's down is up, really. But, but can, was it in water in zero gravity? Yes, like, I believe so. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise yeah. it's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but basically, this fish can survive like really extreme environments, so it's. Normally, you've got like saltwater and freshwater fish, and you can't put freshwater fish in saltwater. You can't put saltwater fish yeah. in um, freshwater. Yeah, yeah. This this fish is notoriously really good. picky. Yeah, fish uh, it, it can just it could just survive in any range of salinity, which is something known as uh, urihaline. Um, Salmon do that, don't they? They uh, can like they can go from saltwater to freshwater. Pot- potentially, might yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this fish, this fish has like developed resistance to really toxic and polluted water, so it can survive oh, in wow. like, you know water with oil, for example. Oh, um, that's really cool. And it's it's actually been used for the development of um, well the testing of certain certain chemicals and toxic toxicity of certain chemicals. Um, it's been proposed to have been used as like a bio um bio control so like put it in locations where there's mosquito larvae for example um and this this would just eat all the larvae um but yeah it's notoriously known as being the first species of fish in space mad 
cool. I just thought it had a, a good name. Um, That's mad. Mummy Chug. Uh, Mummy yeah. Chug. And it's the first fish to swim in zero G. Mm. That's crazy. Cool. And as I say, it can survive like a range of different um, environments. I've not done this justice at all because it is a really cool species, but I don't know much about the biology as to why it's so, you know, kind of, what's the word? Resilient. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty cool. Do we have, is the film of this fish swimming in zero G then or? What is there a fish called Fish Women in Zero? No, is, is there? A, <laughs> no, is there, oh, Jimmy. is there a film? Is there a, is is there a video a, of it? Is there? A, is there Probably a, not. A video I was like, what? Evidence. Snakes on a plate and like <laughs> fish in space. Um, I'm not too sure because it was 1973. I pres- presume there's some sort of record. Um, Wait, I would have filmed some that. Evidence. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I could have a look into it if you want. Um, but yeah, um. <laughs> first. Oh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm ben, sure I've had one of them in, as in a <laughs> in a fish tank before. Oh, are you? Well, probably I. You know, probably not. But it looks like just a regular fish. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know, another little fact for you: the first um, breeding <laughs> breed fish to. To breed in space, it was a Japanese rice fish Whoa. in 1994. So quite a lot of different uh, fish have made it to space. To I fair. didn't know there was this many fish in space. Weirdly, though, <laughs> I was like, literally, I think yesterday, I was actually looking at various things that you've sent to space. Well, various weird space things. Um, oh, sweet. Um, I remember I, I did a topic on space a while ago, didn't I? Yeah, um, yeah. Because you did the um, the aeropon- not aeroponics, but the um, mm. kind of hydroponics in space. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like the first attempts to like send monkeys to space and things, and and how if if they'd have basically had the funding that the Nazis would have been to space in like nineteen thirty eight or something like that. Um, but they had to put their funding elsewhere. But Von Braun they had to. They had didn't to, have to. Had to, they uh, had they to, chose you know, to perpetuate the Third Reich, you know, instead. Uh, but I mean, to. obviously, famously, Von Braun then went and um, worked for the Americans, uh, took his scientists, and they absolved him of his various sins um, mm. to start NASA. So yeah, um, they used um, that rocket technology and that rocket knowledge to take us up there. Um, but yeah, the, so like the very first footage of space is from like 1936 or 38, I think, um, from a V2 or, you know, one of the I, one of the Nazi rockets. I'm surprised it's not from like an air balloon um, because I, I thought some of the first like historical space based studies yeah, yeah, were yeah. sending. You know, well, kind of... that's fair actually, Josh. Yeah, I mean, cause I know, uh, like Cause... August Picard had gone up very yeah. high in mm. the pressurized capsule via balloon um but i don't know i think it must have been the first kind of rocket flight to space maybe then oh, okay. maybe that maybe that was it but it's certainly Sweet. i think the first film we've got right of space uh, but space isn't as far as we would think mm-hmm. um but well this fit this 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 fish was Far from home. That's hard to say. <laughs> <Far> from... <laughs> One fish, fish far from home. <laughs> right. Shall we move on? Okay. Mike? 
I think Jensen could just take over hosting. Cool. Right. Cool. <laughs> so, guys, Mark just waiting to Jensen to just tell us just jump right. Tell okay. us your topic. Well, I'll just jump in here then. Okay, right. Um, you're, in, you're, um, so, you're accustomed to this, this <laughs> format, aren't you? Yeah. So, um, no, I, I thought of like different, different angles at coming at this one, but mm. I thought this might be the best way because it can open up. More discussion, maybe. Okay. Um, but I would like your first thoughts on microcon. Microcon. I don't know why, but all I can think about is Con Air with. Um, <laughs> Give the Cage. bunny back. <laughs> microcon. Yep. <clears throat> Let me write that down before I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Two words, right? Um, well, kind of one word there. Kind of one word there, Mike. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I, 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 and I'll, I'll kind of. Do you want to give a first thought, or shall I nudge you in the right direction to start off? Or? Well, now I'm thinking of computers. Okay. Yeah, like Microsoft. If it's one word. Basically. Yeah. Um, Microcon. So, my. Mm, mm, no. Skynet's big brother. Oh. Or little brother, because micro. Who knows? <laughs> It's not that, but go on. I'd like a nudge before yeah. Uh, okay, nudge. Himself. Right, well, what I'll give you, microcon. So you know how we have, um, like, Comic-Con, Mine-Con, all that kind of stuff? Right. So, so at okay. con, con it's as in, like, a convention. It is. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll give you that to begin with. It's, um, so micro- it's a convention for microtechnologies? So not microtechnology, no. Micro-somethings. Is it, a, is it to do with computers? It's not to do with computers, no. Is it micro. very small? Some things. <laughs> Very small. Small somethings. Small, is, well, is, no, small somethings is what I would say. Are these somethings which should be small, or is it, you know, we've made, we decided to make it small and now we celebrate it with this conference? Um, these are people who have declared people? these things. Well, uh, this. Uh, it's oh, a really convoluted it a way to The smallest things. Just everything like, is small. Like, like no, it's um, <laughs> a particularly a. <laughs> one particularly small thing that these people come together of their with their s- smaller things animals uh not pets. not animals not animals or pets no um Ooh. so okay. <laughs> wait it's not it's not related to a body part is it no it is not related to <laughs> body parts um <laughs> no no it's not um okay so if i if i give you a, a nudge in the right direction wait. oh go go on josh go on josh is it like micro lights, planes? Um, no, I'm oh, afraid not. Okay. Um, all right, so if I, okay, give you a what is small? A vague-ish. <laughs> well, that is it, Mike. What is small? Because these things it are depends small on the compared, context of yeah, but... compared to the larger, more recognised versions. Um, so Cows. right, if I gave you houses, um, <laughs> dolls, some Shoes. of these have been. Um, made in houses or in rooms. Um, these rooms have been declared such, but Dioramas. they can also they can also be bigger than that. So, um, <laughs> have you ever heard of the Principality of Sealand? Countries. Do they all own a country? Technically, oh, you are like going paper. on the right lines here, Mike. Very much, very much. I've on the heard right of lines. Sealand. Like okay. the Principality of Sealand. What have you heard? Is this to do with Danny... What's he called? Danny something or other. 
Danny. Do you not know? You don't. You don't know Danny. I don't know Danny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Danny, something over there. <laughs> so are they? <clears throat> Are they all people that declared their own country, like within a you know a small area? Well, I've Basically. got some questions there. Okay, okay, Josh, go on. How much land is required to declare? There isn't. Uh, well, as far as I'm aware, there isn't like a a certain amount of land that you need to declare yourself a country. Well, what are the criteria for like you know? Is it like? Is it related to like governance? Is it related to population? Is it related to no, land you can, mass? Is it related to? You have to own the land. I think that's it. Is so, that it? So, so if I bought a square foot of land in Scotland, <laughs> so traditionally, yeah, you know. traditionally it's about land ownership and then kind of declaring that as a sovereign, independent nation of some kind. So yeah, we are. It's micro states, micro micro nations, and all these people wow. come together to celebrate and get together um, on the odd numbered years for some reason. Um, they're <laughs> They get together and share what they're doing, and kind of some are obviously social experiments. Some are genuine, trying to do something. Some are just kind of jokes, I think. Um, but yeah, do you have any I mean, facts on like the smallest. Uh, right. Well, some people literally don't sovereign. have. Some people literally, I think, don't even have land necessarily. But the, the, the what I have seen is one called Obsidia, and they right. literally have a rock. <laughs> and that and that is the land. Is that, that is, obsidian? Wait, the uh, rock. And, and it's it's these this rock um, in a suitcase, and that is the sovereign. How? Land. No, because it should be static. It should have but, a static geographical. Yeah, reference. but should and you does know it, though, actual facts. This is it. No, it's kind things. of like no. In my it, mind, it? it should and, be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But the, I think this is part of the thing is it's like what uh, what is what defines ne- what is yeah. necessary to define it and like the the two women who run Obsidia, um, their their whole run concept it. It requires two uh, run, people run it, basically. Well, I mean, there's, pe- there's people who just like one like even like little kids have done it in their bedroom as like a fun thing, and their parents are the international community that oversees that country. Um, is there an international committee which approves the registration of it um that would technically be the un um because so like are these so, so, all approved by the so, un so so this is the thing is it's like can you be recognized by because technically some of the categories is basically you have to be recognized by other sovereign nations that right. you are a nation so mm. and but obviously like surely by the UN microcon is basically saying all of well you know my pebble recognizes your so, but that's the interesting you know, thing, though, then, because it's like a feedback loop of just like, exactly. well, I, I recognize it's like it, one so. of those exclusive clubs, which, like, yeah. how do you get into it? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, interesting because I mean, there's, there's all sorts like, there's the um, what is it, the Republic of Molossia, who um, have been in a state of war with East <laughs> Germany since like 1980 or something like that. Because <laughs> um, basically, the guy who declared. What well, it pre- had another name previously, but the Republic of Melosia um, was mm. being woken up on his boat uh, by the Cubans and so declared war against, on, e- against East Germany. So there's a technically technically a, a declaration of war from like this one guy in Utah against so, East Germany that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so, wow. This. Um, this Danny that I was saying, he's yeah. called Danny Wallace, and he did a um, TV miniseries oh. called How to Start Your Own Country in 2005. Yes. This yeah. is where I've heard of this from. I think he's the guy that started yeah. Sealand. 
I think. Um, Danny Wallace didn't start Sealand. He tried to, um, I believe he started a place called Lovely. I think okay. it was. <laughs> he tried to start a place called Lovely, um, but obviously it was it was turned away. Um, oh. Sealand is interesting because I think it crosses over with the film The Boat That Rocked because um, they actually were a pirate radio station and they took over yeah. a old World War II sea fort and mm. declared it independent and it has yeah. recognised th- independence. I oh. thought that was Danny Wallace. Um, Danny Wallace, born in... 1976, so he would have been a bit young there, maybe still swimming about. Uh, so he's uh, <laughs> swimming so about in zero the, G somewhere. In the first episode, he talks about Zealand, so he, he's investigating go, okay. the territory for his new country, starting by visiting Zealand. That's it. There you go. So, wow. um, but yeah, this guy, I think he was the one who, who tried to set up Lovely, I believe, um, the place called Lovely. But um, yeah, I, I just came across it and I was like, I thought about do I do Zealand? Do mm. I do Melosia? You know, but then. Um, I this thought, is not fascinating. Micro- Honestly, so, the, hmm. the fact that they had like a rock in a suitcase, I was <laughs> yes, like, it, brilliant. So was it portable? Like, was did it have like a provenance? Was there so, a, an so actual I, place? Or? I, I don't know how legitimate all of them are. Some of them are mm. genuinely recognised. Do you have to be stood sovereign. on top of the suitcase to be? But um, but, like but this is it. It's kind of like it, it bends my mind a bit because. How can it overlap onto other well, sovereign the states? Concept, <laughs> the concept of a country is just... The concept of a country is literally just, you know, we we say that this is this rock that we're stood on is in England. So it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's like, like a social experiment. What what do you perceive people, as a country? Yeah, yeah. Or what does the, well, what does what, the what law What do people identify... Yeah. It's like as. money, isn't it? Like money is... We just all agree that money is... A thing it has value, but it it doesn't. It's just paper. Yeah. Not well, anymore. Well, it's like, like, you know, the gold but, reserve. Well, if you it, if like... you if you think about cryptocurrencies, for example, like that is that is you've just given value to a, a mathematic equation yeah. algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, you can make millions just by investing. I think that was that was the interesting thing with with Bitcoin is they set a certain amount didn't they and that's it and that that really could ever be is, reached yeah and that that i think no, that's the idea reached. wait can no we, no yeah. wait so no wait you can't exceed that certain amount basically. yeah yeah so yeah. like the whole the whole idea is like there's supposed to be a finite amount of any resource oil or gold or or what have mm-hmm. you um and therefore the dollar value or whatever it is is pinned to that though we moved away from gold-backed currency in the 70s under nixon we we did away with that and then the petrodollar was set up um but amongst all that is mixed in fiat currency, which is nothing, basically. But most of the run world it's just is the is amount fiat. of circulation. It's just the, ma- the amount in circulation. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. But well, that's uh, yeah, that's Microcon then. And uh, if you want to check wow. out Micro Nations, they're they're kind of interesting because they're like, what what is a nation then? What what? How yeah, does that so work? you mentioned like the criteria from what I gathered was only to be recognised by another country right i think there are there are other things that go into okay. it but yeah that's a big part of it is being recognized by others well the um so i've i've got the wikipedia page of the kingdom of lovely and the status currently is slightly inactive <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom is <laughs> but it has a membership of fifty-eight thousand. wow 
as of 2007. That's right, but they <laughs> failed to get it um, recognised, didn't they? Even though they had like thousands of members. Right. So did they not have like land or? No, they had land. They it was like some. Ter- I think it was a house or some terrace houses in London somewhere. Right. Um, but um, that have to be another. That's because we need to come is, up with an episode. Yeah, name, that so. is one to look into. That's yeah, man. Michael, cool topic, man. Mummy Chug. What was mine? <laughs> uh, le- uh, mirrors. So it's the it. Well, it's the it's the the M's. It du- is, it's isn't triple M. You got Mummy Chug and Microcon, so it's things that make you go. There you go. Is that one? Is that too bad? No, we've got it. <laughs> Should we do it? <laughs> Things that make you go, mm. all right, beautiful. The I'm vo- writing it down now. <laughs> the vodka's nearly gone. Nice. <laughs> it's just now in the system. Well, Mike, you better wrap us up, dude. Um. Well. In one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can listen to the podcast on Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Castbox. Don't forget to follow us on our social medias. You can search for JIJ Podcasts, and you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Once again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon. Bye. 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 This might be my favorite episode. This Um, is excellent. This is my favorite so far. (laughs) See see you next time, guys. See you next time, (laughs) boys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.